You are now tuned in to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast, where moms from all walks of life share their stories about the obstacles they faced in motherhood. I invite you to join the village to be motivated, inspired, educated, but most importantly, I want you to know that you're not alone. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast, and I am your host, Natasha. We have another special guest in the studio today and a topic that will have you rethinking some of the most important relationships in your life. Our special guest today is Miss Jamila Jones. She is a certified professional Coda Bride Day, but has held the title of mommy for over 25 years. Although Jamila is a proud member of the FTK community, if you know, you know, she is still a dedicated mom who stands 10 toes down for her adult children that she lovingly refers to as her roommates. But Jamila is so much more than all I just described. She is my sister-in-law, my birthday twin, my friend, a big part of my village, and one of my biggest supporters and motivators. So welcome to the village, Jamila. Well, hello. Hey, Jamila. Thank you for taking the time out of your day for this interview. This really means the world to me. Now, I know that me and you talk a lot about mental health, motherhood, and everything in between. And I love that we are both pretty passionate about mental health and healing from trauma and doing the work in therapy. So I knew that you were definitely someone I wanted to have on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I have told the audience who you are, but I want you to tell us about who Jamila is in your own words. <laughs> this oh, is us. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jamila. I am um, a veteran, honorably discharged. I did six years in the United States Army, went in straight out of high school, uh, had a couple Army issued children. <laughs> got out with one and had a little extra surprise when I turned 30. So I have a couple kids. I've lived a little bit of life and I know a little bit about a lot. You, okay. And a whole That's... lot of nothing <laughs> at the end of the day. So what's going on? <laughs> okay. okay, y'all. So like for real, she is my sister-in-law and we do share a birthday. Okay. So we are more alike than I could have ever, ever imagined. So you're going to hear a lot of giggling, but that's what we are like when we are really together. All we do is laugh all the time. I know it gets on my husband's nerves so bad. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll get over it. Okay. All right. So moving right along. So if you are ready to share your story, Jamila, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. So um. We're talking about boundaries. So that, that was my topic. Ooh. And that's what we're going to Boundaries, on. boundaries. Speak on. And specifically in motherhood, um, how boundaries relate to me. With the crew that I have, I rarely refer to my children as my children. They're my crew, my roommates, the homies, them people, children. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but when I say those things, I'm talking about my offspring. So, um, I do remember when they were all school age, most of them, their ages now are 25, 24, 20, and 17. But when they were all in school and I am a single mom, it was a lot. So not really knowing what I was doing, 
every day was happening and there wasn't a whole lot of structure with the exception of outside structure. School, of course, there's a schedule. You got to get up, get them there on time. They get out at a certain time. Daycare, same thing. You got to pick them up before you acquire them uh, late fees and all of that. So, okay. you know, that was the structure that I had. Everything else outside of that, it was chaos. So over time, when you keep living in that chaos, it'll get to you. It's either going to eat you up or you're going to figure it out. And we had a conversation, which I do talk to them a lot. And I asked for their input. Being a single mom, who else am I going to talk to <laughs> other than True. them? We live together. In my household, it's me and it's them. So I had a conversation with them about what we can do to kind of make things run a little bit smoother, what they wanted from me. And I, in turn, told them what I expected from them. So what they wanted from me and what they noticed was I would be on the phone a lot with my friends, with just other adults. Because it's hard when you're talking to kids 24-7. You kind of lose a little bit of yourself. So they told me I was on the phone too much. So what I agreed to do was be on the phone after their bedtime. Adults are still adult. And we tend... Look, back when I was in my 20s, I could stay up past 9 (laughs) o'clock. Now, not so much. (laughs) But that was then. So I agreed. I was like, okay... I won't get on the phone until after y'all go to bed. That gave us more time to communicate and for them to feel like I was present for them. So that worked a lot in our communication. It helped a whole lot. And in turn, with us coming home, you know, um, the routine was up in the morning, get everybody ready to go. Drop them off where they need to be, go to work, work a full day, get off work, pick everybody up, we're in the house mom can I do this mom can I have that it's like non-stop and I'm like hey 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 when we come in the house I need a, at least a 20-30 minute window of just nothing Absolutely. <laughs> let me decompress let me get this traffic off of me let me get this work day off of me let me figure out who I'm talking to <laughs> looking at each kid and know what teachers I'm dealing with and all of that so I needed a moment just to get my mind right so I can receive what they were giving me and know what to do with the information. We had little boxes. Everybody had a little inbox. If they had papers for me to sign, assignments, do whatever, they had to put that stuff in the inbox. And after they went to bed, I would sit there and take my time and go through it. Sign off on little books and stuff. I guess I forgot what they was called. They little planners. The parent had to sign Mm -hmm. every day. So I'm like, yeah, it's cool when you got one kid. True. But this was a process and nobody was teaching me how to work the process. So I had to find little ways to make it make sense and not go crazy at the same time. So that was some of the things that I did just to help run the ship a little bit more smooth. And it did help change a lot of things because like you, I know as a parent, anybody with school age kids, at least one time that child going to come to you at about nine o'clock at night and say i gotta have this for the class tomorrow (laughs) no you don't (laughs) i know i know ma'am oh yes i know (laughs) ma'am and you know you don't want to look like oh you're gonna even talk to your kids at night so you know you're gonna try to make something happen but at that time when you got more than one and you can't get up and just run to the store real quick you gotta pack people away and do all of these things it's hard so 
with that also i told them if you tell me tonight before you need something count on it not happening it's, it's gonna take a lot so when you find out you need to have it i need to find out that same day so i can prepare because they're telling you in advance so you have time to prepare that means let me know give me that same courtesy and that helped a lot for the most part <laughs> it didn't work every time but it did help a lot it was better than everything last minute and i'm about to lose my mind so just setting those small boundaries changed a lot of things mainly with our communication because i can say the with my peer group seeing relationships with my friends and their children some i admire and look at and like oh i want to get to that level but some i look at and i'm like dang i see where that could have been better or mm-hmm. how they could have changed the dynamic where they can have better communication now that their children are adults and some of them you know who knows what could have happened you know different things happen and i want to keep the relationship with my children where we have open communication there's a lot of things that they say i don't like but i do hear them and starting from a young age listening to them they actually do have something to say their feelings are valid their opinions are valid because you're talking about me dealing with four different personalities they're all not the same person i did have a little issue with my girls i figured my girls they got the same dad they got the same mom why are they not the same person (laughs) they are absolutely not the same person (laughs) listen my 21 year old mind could not allow me to understand that I'm dealing with literally two different people. I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all got the same mixture of stuff. Why y'all not doing the same thing? <laughs> and they're not twins. They're close, but they're not twins. But in my mind, hey, y'all should think the same. You should learn at the same pace. You should be doing these things at the same time. And it just wasn't happening. And it took for somebody to tell me, you, you know they're two different people, right? They got two different names, but I mean, they came from the same mixture of stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it does take talking to somebody outside of your situation where you can look outside of your situation and see, hmm, maybe I can look at this a different way. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So how long did it take for you to realize that you needed to establish some boundaries um, so that your household ran a lot smoother so it wasn't so chaotic because i know that when i come home so first and foremost um i work in child care and i have bless um, you bless it and i have two small children six and two of my own so i go from a whole bunch of school ages talking to me to my one school ager talking to me and my toddler just He's, he's talking, James is talking and he talks mm-hmm. very clear but um, he gets a little <laughs> upset <laughs> when mm-hmm. I don't understand the first time uh-huh. so when I pick them up from school in the day or in the afternoon or whenever my husband comes home with them in the, after- in the afternoon it's like mommy, 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 mommy mommy, 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 mommy do this, do that, I'm hungry, eat, eat, give me lollipop I, whatever James or Corey have to say oh mommy look at me do this do that up down right. here left right so how long how long did it take you to realize like oh this this not working 
when my brain started doing what yours is currently doing. <laughs> Whenever, Squirrel. when it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you start thinking all the thoughts at the same time, and you really can't hold on to anything, that's not normal. N- no. <laughs> no. It- it's time to reevaluate the process that's happening, and maybe it's time to make some changes and, and set some boundaries where. When they come home, they need to decompress too. They might not know it or realize, mm-hmm. but they've had a busy day. They're excited to be home, but just take a moment. Let's okay. We're gonna have ten minutes of chill time because yours are a lot younger, so their time span is not gonna be a long time. So give them five or ten minutes. We're just gonna have quiet time for right now, and then. In that quiet time, you need to hurry up and get yourself together because you know what you went for. It's coming. But at that moment, you're ready for it. Because however your day went, they don't know and Mm -hmm. vice versa. So if y'all just take a little minute to decompress, then you can receive each other in a better, more positive way instead of frantic and frazzled. Because baby, (laughs) the response is night and day. (laughs) So your oldest child is 25 and the baby, he's 17. There's an eight year, you know, time gap in between the two. Was mm-hmm. it hard to establish these boundaries with that age gap? No, it wasn't. Not really because my, my youngest, he kind of, he excelled in a lot because he had the older ones to kind of emulate. He was mimicking them and doing things that they weren't doing at his age when he was younger. So okay. it's like, okay, he's spending more time with older kids on a regular basis versus a kid that's just, you know, maybe, maybe what if you just had James and he's just two and he's home with y'all. He's uh-huh. not going to come home and take trash out like his daddy. You know what I'm saying? He's going to come home and be the baby that he is. But Malik will come home and he's like, look, they over here doing homework. He want to get some paper and, and color and sit down and act like he's doing homework i'm cool with that (laughs) you know what i'm saying because you're quiet exactly and he's thinking he's the big boy because he's doing what the older kids are doing so it it just depends on what's happening and i know james emulates my homegirl Corey a lot (laughs) (laughs) so with the talking he's he's picking it up so he sees her excitement he's gonna gravitate towards that but if he sees everybody like okay it's time to take a chill pill for just five ten minutes when we first get home okay we're gonna chill out for a few and then it's gonna be time to turn up (laughs) so did you have any pushback from any of your kids when you started establishing these boundaries these routines did anybody push back i didn't really have a lot of pushback because i incorporated them in the conversation ah like it i like it you weren't just you know, dictating. Right. You were like, okay. You asked I let them know. Mm-hmm. And they, when they asked me, you know, not to be like, I would be on the phone with my friends, like I said, all the time. When they asked me for something or told me what they thought would be a good idea, I listen and follow suit. So mm. if there is any pushback, I'm giving you what you asked for. I need the same in return. It's fair. So I, I'm <laughs> unfortunately... But fortunately, I 100% believe in the golden rule. I feel like you should treat people the way you want to be treated. Absolutely. Sometimes. It don't always work, I think. Yeah. 
but I, I do really believe in that. I, I like that concept because I know if I'm going to be good to you, I do expect good to come back to me. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to happen, but I like the concept. So if, if I'm asking you for something in that way of respecting my boundaries, I'm going to feel like I am obligated almost to respect yours as well. And if this is something that you want, and like I said, after incorporating that, we have better communication. Hey, this is working, so we need to keep it moving. <laughs> keep doing that. And now if you find that it doesn't work or something needs to be tweaked a little bit, then hey, tweak it. Have okay. a conversation. Revisit. Because we, to this day, I'll shoot a text message in our little group chat. Hey, we need a family meeting. Everybody come in my room or meet me downstairs. We need to talk about some stuff. Okay. And they will let me know. <laughs> what I don't want to know sometimes but I like the fact that they feel safe enough to express their feelings whatever they are and you know that's that's good and that's different because I know with the upbringing that I had I wasn't um I wasn't always allowed to express my feelings it was you are a child you will stay in a child's place Mm -hmm. you're going to do as i say don't ask me why i'm doing this um because i told you so and i will i will go ahead and admit with my first child um i'll call her my experimental baby because i didn't know what i was doing with that baby at 19. oh yes (laughs) um i I had some of the, some of that same mentality. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized that it wasn't doing anything for our communication, um, mm-hmm. because it didn't do anything for the communication between me and my own mother, then I was like, okay. Um, then I kind of, I started to change. I ain't know I was going to have extra kids. <laughs> <laughs> like... That wasn't in the plan, okay? <laughs> that mm-hmm. that wasn't in the plan. Like, so with with Corey, I always used to say, um, if I don't have another baby by the time I'm 35, I'm not having any more babies. And I guess I should have never put that out in the atmosphere. Yeah, Lord, yeah. I wasn't even talking to you. I was just talking. <laughs> oh, you I was definitely just talking. talking to him. And you sprinkled it out. Uh-uh. There. <laughs> uh-uh. And then he was like, hold my communion. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no sir okay mm-hmm. no uh-huh okay and then and then COVID and yeah James mm-hmm. so now that I'm older and I have grown and I see what works from what doesn't work now just like you said um these last two have the same daddy they got mm-hmm. the same mama only difference is one's a boy one's a girl you would think that they would be the same and that is the biggest lie that has ever been told because <laughs> listen yeah. my kids are an experience and you have to experience both of them to understand mm-hmm. where I'm coming from I have to talk to one one way the other one a completely different way it it's a mess mm-hmm. okay but I love them and I'm going to work through this. I'm going to work through this. But um, <laughs> so I always like to say that I love being a mom, but being a mom is not doing anything for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I oh. know I have asked you on several occasions with you being a, a single mom and having four kids, how do you make it? Because I'm over here struggling with these two that I got. So I know I've asked you several times, how, how did you make it? And your answer has always been, I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) I will say now, I've I've also told you, I said, God, it had to be because I do 
Now, pre-COVID, pre my move to Georgia, I lived in Florida for many a good year. It was 12 years, I think, since I got out the army and was living in Florida. Um, I had a church home. I had my village within the church because my family is, I have my biological family, I have siblings, um, but they're all spread out up and down the East Coast. So my village was my church family and my best friend and her family, really. And while they were there, when I went home with my roommates or them people children, it was us in that house. You know, I could make a phone call. I could hang out. We, you know, the weekends come, but Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. it was me and it was them. And sometimes it did get overwhelming. And a lot of times I did find myself um, holding myself and crying in the corner like, hey, uh, what is you going to do? <laughs> that was when I had my conversations with the Lord. I will say that kept me grounded a thousand percent. And no, I don't remember a lot of it because some of it, with it being four of them and one me, it was a little traumatic. Not traumatic like they were doing stuff to me. It was Mm -hmm. my own brain doing Mm -hmm. what my brain does. And what I did learn through my therapist, she said, you know, one thing I can tell you is when you know better, you do better. I've heard that my whole life. Mm -hmm. But it does make sense in this case because when I was 20 and pregnant, I lost my mom, right? Like a couple weeks after I found I was pregnant, I lost my mom. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about this is my first kid. I'm 20. I'm in Arizona from Florida. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) Because in my mind, I was like, okay, when my mom passed, if my mom passed, I'm not talking no more. I was going to become a mute, right? Like Maya Angelou. That's my auntie. Anyway, okay. that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> but right. um, I was supposed to be mute. That was what was going to happen. If she was gone, what I'm talking for, who I'm talking to. But she left here, and it was somebody growing inside of me. And I'm like, well, how am I not talk to this person? I'm bringing forth somebody. I ain't going to talk to you. I couldn't do that. And yeah. then she, she was kind of, when she was little... Praise God, she's 25 now. But when she was little, she was just like a Corey. She knew a lot about everything. She talked nonstop. And she asked all the questions. So I had to talk to her. But maybe I talked a little too much. I don't know. I really think she got that from me. I think she got it from my dad's side. But either way, I had to figure it out. And it that was tough. It was very tough. But she helped me to get through that because what I'm going to do? I can't have this baby and just look at her True. and tell her to figure it out because she didn't ask to be here. That was my responsibility, so I took care of it. And then messed around and gave her a little sibling. <laughs> so it was like, okay, so now you done procreated not once, but twice. What you going to do? I did the best I could with what I had. And they will tell me, both of them, the older two, that they were my guinea pig children, my experimental kids, and I got nothing for you, but you're right. I used to babysit. Having your own and babysitting, baby. <laughs> two totally different things. I will babysit any day. You hear me? I did not know. <laughs> I ain't know. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're more friends now. 
which I appreciate that. They tell me stuff now that sometimes I really don't want to know as a mom. Overshare. Yeah, Overshare. Yeah, yeah. A lot too much, okay? Because I'd be like, why? Why are you telling me? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But sometimes, you know, now, like I said, with everything being open and communicating and us just being able to do that, on Sunday, when I left the gym, my baby had to go to a meeting Sunday morning. And mm-hmm. I texted her. I said, well, I'm in the area. Let me know when your meeting done. Maybe we can go to lunch. And I went and I had lunch with my daughter. Like we were friends and it was good. So I feel like having those boundaries at an early age and opening the door to listen mm-hmm. to them and hear them, it made a big difference in where we are now. We still got a lot more growing to do. Oh, absolutely. Just the fact that we can have conversations. It's really good. That's that's actually pretty awesome because I don't know how many people can actually sit down and have conversations with their their parents or you know whatever parent they have at the time um because you know that um a bond between a mother and a daughter is very fragile and baby the scales can tip either way it could be either really really good or it could be really really toxic and Mm -hmm. so to try to find that balance in between good and toxic and you know Because, like I explained to my oldest child, you don't know what you don't know, okay? So, like you said, you do the best you can with what you have. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, there are things that we can tell you about being a mom, but your child is different from my children, from you. Um, You're a different mom than I am. You're a a different mom in a different time. So, things are, are different. I can give you the best guidance that I can but I want to make sure that I haven't done anything to um, destroy our relationship and cut the lines of communication. Right. Once you cut the lines of communication, even if, um, even if there is a chance for reconciliation, it's usually hard and usually one person out of the two don't want to do the work. Right. So it can be like that, but that's, I mean, just stepping outside of yourself and being open to listening and receiving what they say to you and not always being quick to I know better than you because I'm the mom. Yeah. Ooh wee. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not, not always gonna get you what you want. <laughs> no. So listening and the communication part is so much the major part of any type of relationship. But with your kids, you wanna be able to hear them, listen to them, believe what they're saying. Now I ain't going to say all kids lie. All people lie. <laughs> they they just do. Everybody will say, oh, somebody will say, oh, I ain't never told nothing but a little white lie is a lie. A lie's a lie. <laughs> a lie is matter. a lie, baby. You don't be so mad at your kids if they lie, because trust, one thing about it too, for sure, they will. <laughs> and they're going to. It's going to happen. Yeah. From yeah. babies on up, because baby will cry just to get some attention. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You just want somebody here, but Tell me how many three months olds are saying, hey, um, I just need a little attention. If a baby started talking to me, <laughs> I'm out. That's just a wrap. You out? Ain't no look who's talking over here. <laughs> so. No, no, no. So James's new jam 
for those who don't know, James is my two-year-old. For James's new jam is the Itsy Bitsy Spider, okay? okay? And not only is it the Itsy Bitsy Spider, it is the Coco Melon version of the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Okay? Got a little bump to it? A little bit. It got, okay. got a little bop to it. Got a little knock to it, right? Amen. So now, every day, Itsy Bitsy Spider Wall. What? The Itsy Bitsy Spider <laughs> My sister knows, but I want y'all to imagine. I got this two-year-old that still mm-hmm. has a pacifier. Don't come for me. Mm-hmm. And he looks like the little old man with the cigarette hanging off his too lip much. and still too talking. Much. You're giving him too much. That, that, that's what James looked like. That's and so the now, that's the, the pacifier is dangling off his bottom lip. Talking about it's a bit spiral wall, mommy, <laughs> mommy. It's a bit spot on the wall. Okay, now you know you got parents who are afraid of spiders please mm-hmm. you cannot walk up to them and be like it's a busy spy on the wall <laughs> I mean was there it's a busy spider on the wall N- no Jamila that's my oh. son and his overactive imagination ain't no dog on spider on the wall <laughs> well he was just reenacting his jam that's all oh my god now, anyway. uh, you know one thing we used to do to decompress also Friday family fun nights. Okay. We used to have those. And when I tell you it was a good time, it was a good time. You would think we was lit or having a club inside my living room. My little (laughs) nephew would come over. We playing all the jams. And of course, I know no music that was made after 1999. Oh my God. Cash money records for the 99 and 2000. (laughs) We were not backing that ass up. Okay. We, We were not doing it. But I would play them Michael Jackson. They, you know, TJ would be moonwalking. And I'd play little Chris Brown, whatever, T-Pain, whatever was bopping, Soldier Boy, all of that. And they would dance. They would have, I would get, we always had little toys. They would have little microphones. Sometimes we would do Friday Family Fun Night and play board games. I would go to Chili's or somewhere like that and get like five, six different appetizers. That would be dinner, you know, or okay. of course, pizza. We still love pizza up in here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that was a thing that we did. They look forward to Friday Family Fun Night. So okay. just to, hey, we got to get this week up off of it. It's been rough. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. that was something we did as well. And it was a good time. It was a good time. Now, you know, with all of them being old, I can't get a Friday Family Fun Night. And crazy enough, I got two left feet. I'm just trying to learn the electric slide. Don't give me too much and do not take my card. <laughs> okay, it's plenty of us that don't know it. I did see somebody recently doing about face during that dance. So I'm like, yeah, she don't know it either. <laughs> I can spot them out. So I know my people. <laughs> But I try to get them to teach me dances and stuff every now and then. I'm like, look, um, can we do a Friday Family Fun Night so y'all can teach me how to do these dances? I still don't know them. I almost kind of partially have the Cupid Shuffle. Don't give me too much. I know it's 2023. Okay. But they tell you how... To... Okay. You know what? We're going to go ahead and move on from that. Look, I still don't know my left and my right, and I did six years in the Army. Okay? Sorry. Your military left. Okay, all right, all right. Anyway, so you got two of them? <laughs> you got a left, left? Yes. 
Yes, I so do. So you were, you were running in formation. <laughs> left, left. <laughs> Skipping. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Anyway. I'm sorry too. <laughs> so before we go, Jamila, mm-hmm. what words of encouragement or advice can you give to a mom that is maybe currently in uh, you know the situation that you started out in as a young single mom with multiple kids or um who already has multiple kids and is trying to to make a way trying to figure it out and not lose her mind at the same time like what can you tell her to kind of keep her going so that she knows that you know this can be done it's manageable it's going to be hard but it's manageable okay now the first thing is breathe Mm. breathe remember to breathe and always take a moment if it's getting to be a bit much if you're just feeling a little frustrated take the take a little time out and come back to it think about it pray because praying helps it helped me a lot because who we and when you have a village whether your village is family friends whoever however they're safe people to be around and have your children around use your village take breaks take some time for yourself because you need it and you deserve it absolutely absolutely and um just like jamila said whether your village be your friends your family whatever the case may be in some cases especially those of us who were in the military we had to learn how to build our village Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, maybe you're in a spot where there is no family around or maybe you and your family are not on good terms. You can build a village. Mm-hmm. You can build it. It's going to take a little bit of work, but you can build your village so that you can get, you know, the 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 break or the the moment of peace that you need because you know, little kids, they're selfish. They're selfish because they don't know any better. And they think that mm-hmm. um, mommies and daddies are there for their every waking need, which we are to a certain extent. However, you got to remember that mommy's got to eat too. Mommy's, mm-hmm. you know, mommy doesn't wear a diaper. I tell James quite often, I'm like, hey, one of us got to pee. I can't, <laughs> I can't go on myself. It's, I mean, um, it's, I mean, I can, but it's frowned upon. Okay. Okay, I'm in my 40s now. So, I mean, yeah. So, but anyway, thank you so much, Jamila, for your time and your insight. And um, I like to tell people, you know, my final thoughts before I go, you know, that boundaries are a necessary tool for healthy relationships and a healthy mind. Um, I know as a mom, you love your children all your entire being, but they need boundaries too. You have to have boundaries with your kids because essentially you're teaching them how to treat you. Right. And the and earlier you start, the better. The better. And by you establish, establishing, I can't talk, it's late because we up past our bedtime. It's past nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. By you establishing and exercising boundaries with your children, you are also teaching them to set boundaries for the people that they will encounter in their lives as they grow. So I hope that you were able to learn something. I know I did. Um, I am going to incorporate a family fun night with my kids. I think that would be fun. That's not something that I did with my mom or my grandmother. So I'm going to incorporate a family fun night. And then I'm going to 
talk to my kids and, you know, just get their opinion as much as possible as I can get from a two-year-old. But the six-year-old <laughs> is going to talk enough for the both of them. So you might talk more if you take that binky. See, there you go again. You in my I'm business sorry. real bad. I done told you I'm about sorry. that. I done told sorry. you about that. So, <laughs> but, um, but thank you again, Jamila. And as usual, before I go, if no one has told you today, I love you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other moms like you and me find the show so that we can build our village. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at thevillage underscore me. Plus, we can keep the conversation going on Facebook with the, the Village Motherhood Edition podcast Facebook group. Talk to you soon. Bye.